Andrew, how are good you morning. doing? I'm very good. Um, cup of tea already, a few minutes chat. Cool. So we're here with the grocery guru, the man that is Andrew Grant, and this is our weekly slot for about 10 to 15 minutes. Let's see. And we're going to ask him what the latest is going on in the world of grocery. So we wanted to call Andrew Gandalf, but he won't let us. So it's got to be guru. So, Mr. Grocery Guru, what's going on in the world of grocery at the moment? Well, test for you, Darren. Um, if I said to you UFCs, what springs to mind? It's the latest happening thing. Ultimate fighting champion. That's a good one. Not unidentified flying curry. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. That's what happens if you leave the microwave on too long. <laughs> no, any more guesses? Latest happening thing in the world of grocery that every national account manager. Oh, need to be aware of. Oh, so I feel I'm on the spot now. So, uh, urban depot thing. <laughs> well, you missed the F and the C out, but um, you were close with urban. Right. Urban fulfillment centers, the latest buzzword in the world of grocery. Um, UFC. UFC, yeah. Um, probably, everyone's probably heard the stats. It's been very well um, documented over the last few months, but. On, uh, as a result of lockdown, mm -hmm. obviously a lot of people decided they weren't going to go to supermarkets anymore, either because of the, the restrictions of going around those supermarkets or the fact that they were worried about catching, um, catching the virus. So yeah. as a result, online home delivery grocery has grown more in six months than it did in the previous, I think, 10 years is the stat. Um, and we got some of the retailers now up to 30% of their orders are online. I didn't know that, so a third of their sales are online now. I seem to remember that stat, for goodness sake, don't hold me to it, I'm sure you no, will. No, uh, no, but no. they're Sounds basically, good. certainly, you know, 10 years worth of growth in six months. Um, now, obviously, um, anybody that knows anything about home deliveries, there's two basic models. You've got the Ocado and the Amazon technical model whereby they have huge, massive, great automated warehouses, cost gazillions in um, capital spend to get them up and running. Or you've got the route that Tesco pioneered, God, what, 15 years ago, I think now, maybe longer than that, whereby you pick in store. So you use the quiet times in store and you send somebody around as almost like a phantom shopper, filling up a trolley with all the stuff. That's a very cheap route in but it's labor intensive and it's slow and it's expensive from a, um, you know, sort of cost per pick basis. So the Ocado system, once you've spent your gazillions, the cost per pick is actually very cheap, but you've got to spend the gazillions. The Tesco model, the Sainsbury's model, the Morrison's model, um, doesn't cost any capital investment, but costs you quite a lot in terms of having one person uh, picking picking the stuff for one store. Um, well, I've, I've seen them in stores, like personal shoppers going around with trolleys <laughs> like customers and they're doing the shopping for it. Yeah, okay, get it. Yep, yep. And think about it, how we, if you like, we've been duped for the last 50 years. Because if I came along to you with a concept for a new consumer-facing business and I said, Darren, we've got this fantastic business, um, all you need to do is drive five miles out of town you need to find yourself a parking spot. You need to get out of your car, find yourself um, a, a metal container on wheels, 
where the wheels don't actually work very well. And then I want you to spend 40 minutes wandering around with this metal container, getting your grocery shop. And once you've done that, you need to then queue up, empty everything from your metal container onto a belt, stand at the other end of the belt, pick all the stuff up again, put them in a metal container, wobble all the way out to your car again, take them out again, to then take them home, to take them out again. So I don't know how many touch points that is, but how does that sound to you? Does that sound like a good uh, consumer concept that's going to take off? I've never heard it put that way, but uh, you're right. You're right. We do do a lot. And also, at that conveyor belt, you've got to put them down. You've got to take them off the one end and put them on the other end and put them through bloody quickly because the checkout operators dum 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 dum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you're, if you're in an Aldi or a little, they just don't, they throw them at you. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we have been duped, the great British public, to basically grocery shop. Whereas actually what makes much more sense if somebody says, you place an order by phone or internet and we'll deliver it to you. Because if you buy a telly or a fridge, that's what happens. So what the pandemic has done is actually just got everybody back to probably where it should have been originally, which is you get your food delivered. Um, so now the grocers are grappling with just uncontrollable demand for home shopping. And they're having to think, and they're, they're basically all come to the conclusion that this is not temporary, that the pandemic has changed people's behaviours forever. Um, and basically they can't afford to keep on doing the, the, the in-store pick operations, it's just too expensive. So they've got to grapple with, do we go a cardo and spend gazillions? Not good for the old shareholders. Um, or do we find another route? And very fortunately, um, they have got the perfect answer. Do you remember when you were in store? Because you were in Sainsbury's, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. What did you, you? What did they used to be when you wanted to disappear from your manager's site to maybe have a quick fag or maybe get friendly with one of your assistants? Where did, <laughs> where did you go? I'm sure it was the latter, Darren. Warehouse. Into the warehouse, because in the good old days, every supermarket had a great big stock room yes, where you could go and hide. And then in the, what was it, the 90s, they turned all those stock rooms into non-food areas and started stocking videos and magazines and health and beauty and all of this sort of stuff, which now Amazon's stolen. That's true. Now, a quick story, because my brother was a store manager and he got fed up with meetings. He hated meetings. So he said, we're having no more meetings in the canteen or the meeting rooms, wherever, wherever they previously were. I'm holding all my meetings in the walk-in freezer. Yes. Okay. His yes. meeting was 10 minutes and people spoke very quickly. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> probably, probably now not allowed under health and safety and he'd be, he'd be fined a lot of money, but fair enough. Um, as would a lot of the stuff that you did in stock rooms, you'd be fined and uh, probably locked up. Let's move um, on to the warehouse on Amazon, yeah. Yeah, right. So, uh, yes, what, the, um, what the, 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 the supermarkets have discovered, and, and guess who's front of the game, as always, um, the big T. Um, they've discovered that they've got these warehouses underutilised in perfect locations, which are basically these huge out-of-town superstores, all conveniently located on ring roads with easy access into the town or the city, the relevant town or the city, so Tesco have already started this. First one's opened in uh, West Bromwich, I think. Yep. Um, an urban fulfillment centre where they take the excess space of an extra 
um, and turn it into a dark picking stool so that all the vans turn up, it's semi-automated and all customers' orders are picked in dark um, and then very rapid delivery given the fantastic location most of these big out-of-town superstores are. So that's the model. Um, okay. So how does that compare to me shopping at Ikea 15 years ago and still seems to be I wander around a warehouse racking and grapple to get something from Ikea? Is that the same or different? No, 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 because no, the, the physical store stays there. If, if you still want to shop like 50 years ago and, you know, get a metal trolley and have to unpack your own stuff, the store's still there. But right. this, is a, this is a picking depot, not open to the public. But if you if you place an online order, yeah. rather than somebody going around with a trolley and pushing it into your knee as a real shopper, yeah, um, they do it in the dark in the in the other half of the store. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. It's much, more, much more efficient, much lower cost per pick. It will make home shopping potentially break even or profitable for them, and it gives them massive capacity. So here another question. So I've mentioned the big T who will be one of them. Who's going to be the other biggest winner as a result of this? And who will be the losers? So here we are. I'll put you on the spot. Final, final question for today. I don't know. I'm thinking supermarkets that have a lot of retail estate, yeah, a lot of so white which, elephants. So which, is that be... which supermarket group has the biggest average floor space? Cool. I would go Sainsbury's. Yeah. Asda? Asda. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Asda's okay. effectively a hypermarket operator and under Walmart was sort of the hypermarket model. Now being bought by Euro Garages. Yeah. So they've got themselves a convenience outlet, but the brothers that have very cleverly bought um, Asda, whose names I forget, um, have just basically bought themselves urban fulfillment centres on the ring roads of every major city in the UK. And do you think they'll do this, they'll follow the same model? I think they have to because if home shopping is going to get towards 50% of all grocery sales, you can't not. Yeah. So who so if so if Asda have got, if you like, if Asda and Tesco have got the perfect estate model for urban fulfillment centers, who hasn't? Aldi. And little. Small stores in the middle of towns where it's congested and you, they've got no space. This could be a major game changer to finally. Um, cut down the what was seemingly the inerex, inexorable, inexorable, inexorable rise of Aldian Lidl. Very true. So we could see a very different landscape in the next five years where Tesco come back to dominance and growth. Aldian Lidl will start to be suppressed. Sainsbury's come back up as they come back up. What about those in the middle, like Morrison's? I think people like Morrison's and Sainsbury's, they haven't got the perfect store estate. They'll probably still, yeah, they've still got some big stores. Yeah. But you look at Tesco's estate, they've got an extra in just about every moderately sized urban area. So mm. I think they'd be the big winners. Asda have got, they've got the, the store footprints for it. Yeah. Um, Aldi and Little struggling. You know, they've said that Aldi, Aldi in particular looking at home delivery. Yeah. Um, interested to see how they do it. Okay. Anyway, the Nams, the Nams watching, I'm going to leave you, um, as you do any good um, soap opera, with a, a cliffhanger. Um, next time, we're going to talk about why these changes um, are going to finally kill category management, as you understand it, and um, probably change a Nams job forever. Oh.
All right, well, I, I'm possibly for the better. That's a positive cliffhanger. All right, all right, okay. So that's how we'll set 10, 15 minutes with our grocery guru, Andrew Grant. Thank you very much. You're talking about UFCs, which is not the ultimate fighting champion, but is urban fulfillment centers. Okay, Andrew, Gandalf, until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.